0: We are Wrestling Elitists. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with Alex Gamblin-Gibson and Sean Snake Eyes Nash, and we are ready to go to Vegas for this bonus Double or Nothing preview show. How's it
1: going, boys? Feels like a gambling weekend, that kind of intro.
2: (laughs) I'm all in, baby.
0: (laughs) All right, so what we're going to do today is we're going to... Uh, Run down the card from buy-in to the main event. Before we go into the matches itself, we just want to remind everyone to please follow us uh, on social media at Wrestling Elitist Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify and share us with your fellow wrestling fans. And then, of course, please visit our website, WrestlingElitist.com. For our latest match ratings and articles, we will have a look back at Double or Nothing 2021 uh, in line for in Lou, excuse me, for this awesome pay-per-view that we're about to watch this weekend. So what we'll do, boys, is we'll go from, again, from buy-in to the top of the card, uh, and we're going to start us off by looking at Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Neese and Spart- Smart Mark Sterling. Alex, what do you have for this match?
2: I have high expectations for this match in terms of the amount of fun there will be, uh, but not a whole lot in terms of great wrestling. Yeah. I think this will be a great—it's a perfect buy-in match. I think the you know the one you give away for free. Really excited to see it. Excited to see you know Dan Housen hopefully last a little bit longer than seven seconds in this match versus uh, his debut against Tony Nese and get to see Hook you know really showcase kind of the start of a little bit more personality potentially with him being with Danhausen so very excited about it more so excited about seeing where this leads for these two in terms of being an odd couple team uh, i've got hook and danhausen going over on this one with hook getting the 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 victory
1: uh, i feel the same i think it's just going to be really kind of a a fun match to get the uh, the blood going for Double or nothing with the, the long card we've got. I think this will be a fun start to just get you get a smile on your face and uh, get ready for some great wrestling to come. Hookhausen's definitely going over.
0: Yeah, I've got Hookhausen as well, and I think this is a great draw for the elusive common fan or lapsed fan. Uh, this is a way to get them interested in the product and get them entertained and hopefully uh, watching the show, and you can save the Hook versus uh, Tony East match for a Dynamite down the road. Okay, so just announce... Uh, we have Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Alex, what are your predictions for this heavily promoted and long awaited matchup?
2: <laughs> yeah, first of all, uh, Tony Khan, I think we've got enough matches. I don't know that we needed this one. Not that it's not going to be a great one. I think we, yeah. we just talked about on the, <laughs> in the last episode, we talked about how great Kyle O'Reilly's been and how well he's matched up with some people you wouldn't expect. I think this match will be no different. But also man, tomorrow feels like one of those uh, shows that New Japan first started doing like when they would come like right around like 4th of July and they would do like a USA show and (laughs) I'd go to Sean's house. I feel like I'd be there for six, seven hours just watching it. And I'd still leave before the main event uh, because (laughs) it's so long. Uh, But (laughs) that said, I'm excited for this match. I would like to see uh, Darby pick up the win here. I don't really have any basis for that. I just think that in my mind, it feels like Darby loses quite a bit when he's not doing like his tag stuff. So let's get let's get Darby a clean win.
1: Um, I think this will be fun. I think uh, the contrasting styles are going to be even wilder than the Phoenix match that Kyle O'Reilly had. This, Darby kind of just takes it to a whole nother, nother level of not giving a fuck about his body, but I, I'm going to differ with you. I think Kyle O'Reilly wins. I think this will kind of lead to a, a clean sleep clean sweep for the uh, undisputed elite in double or nothing and this will just be the start cool yeah i got uh darby allen
0: going over on this one too i think like you mentioned alex he's been due for a pay-per-view victory for some time but i think he was given this match against kyle o'reilly to kind of throw kyle a bone based on his performance in the tournament and just how exciting he's been i'd love to see what he does with darby's reckless style and just beating the hell out of them and putting them in submission moves in creative ways. Um, I would assume this goes on the buy-in, but if this is a kickoff match, I'd be totally fine with that. Okay, so let's go move on to the match that probably no one's totally fine with, and that's Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conte versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant. Alex, you've been frothing at the mouth to talk about how excited you are for this. Uh, on a scale of seven stars, how many are, are you going to give this match?
2: Well, let me start by saying I think I'm going to start with the winner of this match. And it's going to be anybody who has b- a bad bladder, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe IBS, and needs a reason to not be watching the show. Uh, <laughs> zero, zero desire to watch. Uh, I will say I'm pretty sure if uh, one, of our, one of our loyal listeners wants to go back in the archives, I think I called what uh, Scorpio Sky's title would look like. With it basically looking like the, yeah. uh, the purple and gold of uh, the Lakers, so like there's it. a, like there's it. a, you know, thank God for small wins, and uh, that's that's one <laughs> of them for me. But this match, I, I do not care about. I, I'm going to go with uh, Sammy Kazarian and uh, Conti winning, but uh, the losers being all of us.
1: We definitely are the losers in all this. I'm going with Scorpio Sky. You got to give it to the the TNT champion. Hopefully, this new belt reinvigorates him and. We get rid of Sammy Guevara for at least a little bit. Yeah, there was a
0: fan in the audience last night during Rampage when Scorpio dropped the line of this feud has to end. He was like, uh-huh, and just like <laughs> raised his hands up and was celebrating loudly. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is going to be Lesnar-Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. The only way to salvage, that, salvage this is to have Miro come in and literally eat all of them. If he did that, I'd be happy with it. And then you can... You know, promote on Dynamite. He's going to shit him in the ring and just defecate live and pop a rating. That'd be great. But no, Ugh. I think like this is kind of an unsavageable mess. Uh, I don't know uh, anyone who's dying to see this. And that's a shame because Paige Van Zandt would be kind of cool to see um, a big debut for her. But nevertheless, it's not in the cards.
2: The problem with a Paige Van Zant debut is everything she's done with run ins has looked Trash. awful. So they've they've even managed to kind of ruin the mystique of like, oh, well, maybe she'll be exciting because I have zero faith in that. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to go with, I guess, uh, America top team, but I don't really care. okay so let's move on to a match that people did care a hell of a lot about, but I don't know if the interest is still there. Uh, The Hardys versus the Young Bucks.
2: This match, speaking of, you know, not a whole lot of promotion. This one kind of felt like it came out of left field a week and a half ago. Um, I, I mean, I knew we kind of saw it coming, but it sure. felt like once again, where it was like they just felt like they needed to put it on this card, where they could have built this up to be a little bit more of a feud, and and you know, just made it seem like it made more sense. This is going to be what I expect to be a kind of a complete spot fest, um, and and I think that's part of the reason that there's not a huge build because they don't really care because they just aren't going to put each other through tables and ladders and chairs. Oh my. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the bucks winning this one. I think it'll be exciting, fun, exciting match. I think there's going to be a few times where we all cringe because we think Jeff Hardy might've died, but uh, it'll still be, it'll still be a fun watch.
1: I agree with the young buck coming over. Uh, it'll, yeah. It'll be a fun match. There'll be the spots that we'll all see. This is not going to be anywhere close to the the Pentagon match that, and uh, Phoenix match that they had. It, this is just going to be, like you said, a spot fest. It's going to fill some time for the much-needed delay that we'll need, but hopefully we have fun during it. Yeah,
0: you know, I loved what the Young Bucks did on Rampage last night with the cosplaying, especially with them getting that criticism for so long, anyways. It was fun to see him do it. Bring uh, out the vampire. Yeah, the vamp beating up Gangrel and then uh, doing the Matt Hardy falling over the top rope. That was fucking amazing. So I'm guessing that this will be pretty damn good. However, I don't remember a time where the Hardys had a four star plus match that didn't involve tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my. I just can't recall one that was. So like, I don't know if they can still do it. I'm assuming they're rushing this match now because of maybe their health. Uh, Maybe that's why it feels like it's added on, but hopefully they can still summon some old school glory. And I'm sure the bucks will carry them to a pretty good match. So I'm going to go with the bucks as well.
2: All right. Oh, Alex. I was just going to say, I feel like this is going to be the one where like, I feel like every pay-per-view I send friends who don't watch wrestling a couple of clips of something that's cr- like crazy that happens. And I expect this to be that match where I send. yeah, that's what I'm sending along to people. Jeff Hardy and crazy. You go together so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad. I just don't know what to expect because of the health. Um, and even the bucks aren't healthy either, really. I mean, they, 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 they're, are no spring chickens as well. So, um, why am I using that expression? I don't know. But let's go on. Because it's spring. It's, yeah, it's still spring. spring. Exactly. We still got a day. It's not Memorial Day. And yet. I'm going to eat chicken this weekend. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So let's go into a match that I'm fucking pumped for. Death Triangle versus House of Black. Alex, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Yes. And uh, I think most pay-per-views, this might be what I would be predicting as my match of the night. I, I, I think it's going to be something else, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But... I, I'm really, really excited for this. I think it's going to be a complete banger. Um, once again, a, a group of guys that can all go. Uh, there's all some PWG backgrounds there. Um, you know, getting to see Alex Abrahantis do his entrance—that's going to be exciting. You know, on the big stage. <laughs> uh, but I, I, there's really not a whole lot of like analysis that I can give, other than the fact that I expect this match to be crazy, uh, fast paced and. Um, I I mean, I don't want either team to lose, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the House of Black picking up the win here.
1: House of Black need the win. I've been calling their name in anticipations every week that we've been doing the show for the past like eight weeks. It feels like they need something good. This will definitely be a these six people can just do so well when there's so many people in the ring. It's going to be fun to see. I would love to see uh, Brody King just tossing people around and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Matthews, whatever his name is now, gets some uh, some good shine because it seems like he's hardly ever on TV in a match.
0: Yeah, and I like how House of Blacks start off their matches too. I've been noticing that they have Brody kind of come in as opposed to Buddy starting off um, and Brody kind of carrying the beginning portions of a match. And I like how that'll play against... Um, Lucha Bros and Pac. So I'm excited for this match. I think it's going to be a show stealer for sure. Um, I hope there's no Anna or Anna Jay. I hope there's no Julia Hart involvement and there's no first like that would kind of kill it and it would be totally unnecessary. This could be a show stealer if they have time. I think it could be hurt by where it's placed on the card. But if this gets the spot where they put on, um, let's say, Bucks and. Uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman or the Bucks and Lucha Bros spot where they just kind of at the top of the middle of the kind of two thirds of the way through the show and they give it 20 minutes we're going to be uh, remembering this one for a long fucking time
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay next match to uh, round out the undercard we have the Blackpool Combat Combat Club <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society so we got anarchy in the arena, not to be confused with Stadium Stampede. Um, I don't know what the hell to expect. I expect some fireballs, and that'll be kind of fun from an old school perspective. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, lots of fireballs, and uh, I think that this might this there's good potential that this is going to be a match where we see some sort of New Japan interference. First yes. of all, because there there's not going to be any. Uh, rules. So there's no DQs type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, New Japan is all about the faction. So I think that this will be a good way to get a bunch of people on that card by creating some sort of a, um, a feud right here. So that's where I'm predicting one of the first kind of run ins after we saw uh, great Okan and Jeff, Jeff Cobb the other day, uh, running in during that tag match, but I, I definitely think this match will be will be wild. I think it'll be fun. Um, I think it'll also be violent, and uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. I have no idea who's going to get involved and who would be involved in that run-in. I'm going to go with the the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz getting the W here.
1: First off, that Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor run was more of like a waddle, the way that those two both kind of <laughs> shuffled in. But yeah, fireballs galore. No Urban Meyer this time, so that'll be good. Sorry, uh, But But... Uh, <laughs> And hopefully it's fun. I I kind of always had fun throughout the stadium stampede matches. They've, they've ran long, but anarchy in the arena, hopefully it's a little different. Hopefully they put their own little shine to it where it's just more violent than showy. So I am, I'm with Alex. I got BCC and PNP and Eddie Kingston taking over this one.
2: I do think we should take maybe like a shot of fireball during the show for every oh, time great, he hits the fireball. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. That's, I would like to do happening. that. All right, I'll, we'll bring that. I'll buy that. Um, <laughs> perfect.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I kind of agree with you. I think maybe they do the divide and conquer and they have invading factions come in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is going to be... Uh, it's either going to be amazing or it's going to just be a total clusterfuck. I don't know what to expect here. Uh, but I do think... I'm assuming that uh, Blackpool Combat Club in the end wins this, and hopefully Eddie gets a big moment too because he's been getting great reactions lately from the fans. He and I'd love it. to see him pin Jericho again uh, to really like win the feud and dominate this.
2: It would be great to see Eddie get the win, and also I just love the need for this match in the past and now to have alliteration in the name. It's a weird, it's a weird obsession that Tony clearly has. yeah uh, what
0: is it with billionaires and just loving alliteration (laughs) hey i love it too though i mean your guys's nicknames every week is basically some semblance of alliteration too i can't help it pin trap down definitely besides that one (laughs) (laughs) i think that should just be yours permanently And I should always do it in a sing-songy baseball announcer voice. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting into some controversy here. Uh, we have the finals of the Owen tournament. On the women's side, we have Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby Soho.
2: Yeah, uh, wow. I think this match has a little bit of... Uh, Stink. It's, yeah, it's it's... As of last night, people are not too yeah. pumped for this match. <laughs> no. um, and really, I think the the problem is is Ruby. One of her first matches was against uh, was against Britt when she after she won the uh, the women's casino battle royale and then faced Britt for the title. Right? So was that last year? Already, yeah, I State think it was. Was uh, that
0: Arth- uh, Arthur Ashe?
2: Oh, well, not yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah. So like like last September, and. Looking at that match, it wasn't something that people were like, Whoo, I hope we get a part two of this. And Ruby has <laughs> really not has not shined since then. Uh, if anything, I think she's been one of the few people that has jumped over to uh, from WWE to AEW that has uh, done n- themselves no favors in terms of showcasing that they were wrongly in the position that they were in at their former employer. Um, I've got Britt winning this. I, I think that it just especially after last night, even if the thought was to give it to Ruby, unless they're like, you know what, let's lean all in on her being a heel. Maybe if they like try to make that switch, I don't see them letting her win as a face tomorrow. And I think, I think Brit it's kind of, to me, it seems like, you know what, she carried the company from the women's standpoint, basically since, uh, after, you know, once she beat Sheeta and throughout the entire pandemic. So I think this is almost like a little bit of a, like, here's one other thing beyond that long title run you had
1: this is one of like the, the two women's matches that are three, two of the three women's matches that are just retreads of old matches. Not really looking forward to after last night's rampage in the, the awful post-match segment. And even before the match, I just felt like Chris Statlander should have won the whole thing. The, their side of the bracket gone onto the finals. I think we saw the best match of the women's bracket in the first round with Jamie and Tony storm. And we just, Lost that we could have had that at the end, which would have been much better. I think Britt wins. I don't think there's any reason to put uh, put Ruby Soho on a pedestal because she's not gonna do much for your division.
0: No, and I think this whole tournament has been snake bit by where. folks were seated. Uh, I think if they would have wound up with Britt and Tony in the final or even Jamie and Tony in the final or Jamie and Britt in the final, this would have been a totally different reaction and there wouldn't have been this cynicism and Ruby Soho is getting the brunt of it. Um, We're not workers ourselves, but if we're watching this as a fan, you do see those stutter steps and just some, awkward transitions at times. And it feels like things aren't as crisp. Um, And again, we're not workers. We don't know what we're doing in the ring, but that does sometimes translate. And I think that's what had fans really turning on her, especially after Statlander has really upped her game and has a cool new gimmick. And, um, yeah. cut some impassion promos and got more time than Ruby did. It's not like Ruby didn't get time. Like there was a couple of segments with her and Britt before the tournament kicked off. Uh, but it just feels like an unsatisfying conclusion. I also think it's kind of weird to have do a heel turn for the, you know, if if this is going to be about the Hart family and Martha, Dr. Martha Hart and the kids going out there, you'd rather see Britt Baker win because at least. I don't know. She's a fucking dentist and like part of the community and like a sweet person in real life. And yeah. And and I'm kind of leaning in that too of like, well, I want like a nice person because Owen was a nice person in real life. Not to say that Ruby isn't, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's the appropriate place to do, um, you know, fuck you. heel turn or just a weird, all right, let's try to get the audience going, get them mad Alex. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I think first of all, Britt Baker's not only a pillar of this company, she's a pillar of the community. So she would be a great great option there. But I think when it comes to Ruby, it almost makes me think of when we were at uh, WrestleMania and we saw Timothy Thatcher at a few shows and he's fresh out of leaving NXT and you could tell that he doesn't wrestle the same way he did previously. He's still stuck in some of the things that he was taught in WWE. And I kind of wonder if it's almost a little bit of that with Ruby because Sean and I had seen Ruby probably what was that 2015 2016 we hey, went to that cool. Chicago show Heidi Lovelace uh, Yeah yep and like and then you know seeing her when she first kind of joined WWE I don't like I I feel like she's regressed since then I think that there might be something where she's a little bit in her head we know the things that uh, WWE executives would you know have said to the women's division on like different things that they need to change and that could very well have played into confidence issues hopefully she gets it figured out um, but that's just kind of a thought that I have of, I, I don't understand why she hasn't translated because I, she comes from the same indie background yeah. that a lot of the successful people within AEW have. So it's just an interesting thing, but I, I do agree that I think I didn't think of that angle, but when you think of like the type of person Owen was, you don't necessarily want this to be like, a, you know, the winner is getting booed while Martha, Dr. Martha Hart is, uh. Is presenting it definitely?
1: Yeah, this isn't Martha Ford in there. And throwing <laughs> <her out. laughs> yeah, boo the
0: fuck out <laughs> of her! Yeah. Okay, so uh, this next match for the men's cup in the final is Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, baby. This could be great. This could be hurt by timing issues. I don't know what to expect here, Alex. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah this um, this will be a good match. I think that this could have you know, in at a different time, this could be like a, a main title match feud right yeah. so it's gonna be really good I think when I think about Brit winning then I lean into the idea of Adam Cole winning too because no now they could, be, they could become the, the Owen Hart power couple type of a thing and <laughs> I think <laughs> and I think uh, I think that's the way that they go but I'm I'm also thinking here there's a good chance for some sort of interference uh, from Jay Lethal and his and his boys um that maybe that maybe costs Samoa Joe which is a shame because I think mm. I think Adam Cole has too many matches that end dirty or you know like that Definitely. and and I think that he does need to get a win but also you look at that size difference and that's kind of potentially needed for him to for him to be able to beat somebody like Samoa Joe so Adam Cole baby getting the W here
1: I feel like this match for me could be the the show stealer. These two are just mm-hmm. huge, phenomenal. Both have careers, long careers in ROH that that didn't really um, cross over. I don't think they've wrestled before, so would love to finally see this yeah. happen. Um, just as long as it doesn't, there's no interference. This will definitely be hopefully my match of the night. I, two great wrestlers that I love going at it, and we've not really seen any interference in the Owen Hart tournament. So I just hope. You don't really start now, just keep it, keep it integral, have it be nice for the Owen Hart Foundation.
0: Yeah. And, um, I was thinking the same thing too, Sean, and that, like, I don't remember these guys ever wrestling or crossing paths in ROH or even NXT. And if they didn't, they seem logical that they would at some point. So I'm assuming these guys have thought of what they would do if they fought each other or wrestled totally. each other. And maybe this was a tournament that was set up to have that as the final the whole way through. Uh, maybe that was just clearly uh, designed that way. So I hope that's the case, and they get to put on a banger and steal the show. I also hope, again, that the uh, Owen Hart Foundation, the kids, the, uh, and uh, Martha get time to just be in the ring and give them the cup and have a feel-good moment, uh, and it's not rushed and hurt by timing issues all right moving on next we have mjf going against Wardlow in the battle for Wardlow's freedom Alex what do you have here
2: well yeah we we were all shocked and awed to see Wardlow get the win in the cage last week and uh, <laughs> yeah, that finally that a pencil him his shot <laughs> that earned him his shot first of all I just want to shout out that match that was everything it needed to be really it was pretty quick um and, and got it got it kind of done and handled. Uh, I was wondering how they would handle MJF being the referee there and, uh, perfect with the way that he just got smacked over the head by, uh, by Sean Spears, perfect cell, perfect outfit. Everything about that was great. And so Sean Michaels ask, I love it. Your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm -mm. (laughs) so I think, you know, obviously the, the winner of this match Wardlow, um, no, no debate about it, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how good of a match it is. Um, I kind of, I feel like MJF wrestles so infrequently that I almost every like pay per view, I kind of forget how good of a wrestler he is until, until it happens. So it'll be interesting to see how he matches up with the big man. Um, I, my question to you boys is how many power bombs will be included in this power bomb symphony. I'm going to go with eight.
1: In honor of game seven, really delaying the main event, I'm going seven. I'm going 12. Whew.
2: Oh, I was going to say, don't you dare prices right us here with a long <laughs> <I'm> zero. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I've got Wardlow winning this too. I think this is the the end of the long story arc that finally pays out for the, the big war dog going over. Um, it's going to be fun. Definitely. I'm taking the funds all out of Chris, but this is. Yeah, fun. I know. I've been fun free, man. You've been fun thieving.
0: Um, you know, part of me wonders if they're just going to have Wardlow just eat him up in a second and just do a bajillion power bombs and that's it. Twelve preferably. And then that's the finish. I Part of me thinks that's the case. I hope not. And I hope they actually have a wrestling match. But maybe this is one of the things where they go, OK, timing wise, fuck it. Let's just have Wardlow eat him up and spit him out. Um, if that's the case, then you maybe you run an angle where MJF is pissed, and you pay off all of the rumors and stuff. And when he gets his contract, Wardlow gets his contract. That that is, um, MJF is pissed, and then he starts his climb to go after the title again. Maybe that's what they do. I don't know, but I'm assuming that uh, Wardlow still is going to win, nevertheless.
2: I um, speaking of that, with the whole you know playing into the MJF rumors and everything like that, I actually saw somebody that said that they hope that. One thing that'll happen is when Wardlow does sign his AEW contract, it's for like a certain amount above MJF yeah. or something like that. And, and they'll they'll talk about that and, and kind of build that into the story a little bit. And um, I, I liked that idea as much as I'm hating the fact that we have to sit through two years of this will he or won't he leave type of a thing. If they if they play it into the storyline, mm-hmm. especially with the, this Wardlow one, I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think they're building to that anyway. So I'm assuming that Wardlow's going to get a sweet deal, a uh, f- sweet fictional deal. Um, I mean, he should get a great deal, but he'll get a kayfabe deal that's better than MJF's. Okay, now let's move into the title matches itself. And we're going to kick it off with the TBS title, Jade Cargill defending against Anna Jay.
2: Odd choice to run this one back because it's not like they faced like a year and a half ago and once again uh, set it kind of earlier. Like it's not one match like a match where anyone was like, okay, well, really hope that we can see this again. I, I didn't think it was bad the first time. I thought they were actually pleasantly surprising the first time these two faced off. But it just doesn't really make sense and it they haven't built up Anna Jade to seem like a somebody yeah. who's gonna beat Jade. So if if Jade were to lose here, I'd actually be really disappointed. Um she the the way that she wins or loses this title I think needs to be as somebody that they really build up and and have you know, have that story that goes along with it or a debut that comes in shocks or Athena, I'm going to keep saying it. And then um, I, I just, I don't really understand where this match fits for that. And and because of that, and because I'm looking at, you know, we look at this card and how long it is, I think that there's a chance that this might get bumped to the, the buy-in or pre-show. Yeah. Um, and then I think Jade Cargill picks up the W.
1: Yeah, this is the second of those retread matches that I'm just really not looking forward to. I agree. Like you said, if Jade Cargill loses this match, it kind of just diminishes all the the effort you put into building up her 32-0 and
0: 0 yeah, ride, no meteoric
1: rise. So, I mean, she's she's going to win. I think this goes to the buy-in, and I hope it kind of just ends quick because I'm not really looking forward to it yeah and it sucks because like this
0: is a match that you would do wwe style and you put it before the main event if it's not on the buy-in definitely that's kind of also not helping the perception of the women's division by doing that too but this just isn't a marquee matchup because of the build um is this jade's second time or first time on pay-per-view second second okay second okay i feel
2: like yeah didn't she face conti at the last one i think so
0: that is correct yes okay that's right i was like i thought i've seen her on pay-per-view and i was like oh i hope that's not the way that they debut her. um we can google that and just you know be up all to date on that and let that ruminate in our heads all right now let's move over to a surprise potential burner here we got the tag titles on the line jurassic express defending against swerve strickland and keith lee of team taz
2: yeah this match wow i'm First of all, this week on Dynamite, that was a real, that was 100% a PWG match. That was insane, Uh, very fast paced, exactly what you'd expect. I think, first of all, Swerve Strickland, I mean, we were fans, you know, back before he signed with WWE, but like he's somebody who he went to WWE and like polished everything and then came out truly a better wrestler. I think there's a lot of guys that were indie and went there and they either came back the exact same person they were before or like we talked about with, you know, Ruby or Timothy Thatcher kind of regressed a little bit because they lost what made them special. But Swerve just has the whole whole thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, this match, I'm really struggling between who I want to win, between the team of Swerve and Keith Lee versus uh, Team Taz with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is time for Jurassic Express to lose the belts. It makes sense for them to lose it here in a triple threat match. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Team Taz winning this, yes. and that's because I I believe that it's been a while since we've really had heel tag team champions, and I also think that they need to put a real belt on Ricky Starks. As, as much as I love the FTW title, he needs he needs uh, some S- real gold.
1: Some real gold. Yeah, I full agreeance with you. I think the heel tag team always comes out the best in a triple threat tag where it's easy for them to not pin the champion and still become champion. And it's, it's time for Ricky Starks to get some gold and Will Hobbs. He, he definitely deserves it. But six men who are going to do great and probably overshadow the other six man tag match. This is just going to be hopefully flawless and a candidate for show stealer.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, this is going to be a great show Steeler, They had a fantastic uh, three-way. That was, yeah, PWG, but also does ECW 1999 when they had all those amazing three-ways as well. Um, I'm very excited to see what Ricky Starks does. Uh, He'll probably carry a lot of the match, I think, just because him being the heel in this situation. Um, And it'll be fun to see the three big meaty guys go at it as well. Um, And Keith Lee's looking great too, by the way. He's like lost some weight. He just looks energetic. He's super... Yeah, and like <laughs> he's doing good. He looks great, and I'm excited to see him. I mean, I would be totally fine with Swerve and Keith Lee winning the belt. I just think it puts FTR in a weird place um, because their stock is rising too, and they need a title run again. But who knows what they'll do here? I think this is a great match where you just don't know what to expect. But I'll go with um, I'll go with Team Taz as well.
2: I I do want to say I think Swerve and Keith Lee have one of my favorite. Tag team finishers I've seen in a long time. That that almost like uh doomsday device like stomp essentially, like just insane. Yeah. Great visual.
0: I'm guessing that the crowd is going to be totally behind them and wants them to win though. And I think that could be the deciding factor of uh making people go away happy and you give them the belts. But who knows? We'll find out. I
2: I found it I found it interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed this on Dynamite this week when after the match and there was a post-match brawl. Jurassic Express comes out, you know, to kind of fight and defend off and there was no music or anything like that. They just kind of came out and started fighting. But Keith Lee specifically got entrance music for his, you know, kind of run in. And I found that a little interesting. I'm wondering if that's a sign of things to come in terms of where they see Keith Lee going as 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 truly like a star of the company.
1: Um. That's interesting. I was also too looking, um, just back at last, last year's card for double or nothing and noticed jungle boy eliminated Christian in the, uh, mm-hmm. over the battle, whatever they call it. Mm. Is this a year later time for Christian to finally, finally do that turn on him that he's kind of been hinting at coming up. Christian a long, a time 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 long time has <laughs>
0: come. Yeah, for sure. I think, no, I wouldn't be surprised if Christian does a uh, interference on this or causes Team Taz to win. Um, yeah, but maybe you also put maybe you have Swerve and Keith Lee go their separate ways and right, it's just start for that mega push for Keith Lee because he looks ready to go. And um, God, you could do a lot of things with him. He's great. Okay, D&D. moving along. Let's go on to the uh, women's championships. We have Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb. What are your thoughts on this match, Alex D. Gibson?
2: I want this to be good so bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I think it can, and I think it can be my worry is just how awkward the entire feud has been. I don't get the need to have Thunder Rosa always do her promos with Tony, uh, at the you know top of the stage. Like, I just feel like those don't hit as well for me. And I would really prefer to see that become something where, uh, you know, she's out there just mic in hand or doing something. I just, I would like to see that get changed a little bit, but I think that these two can both go. Thunder Rosa needs a good match. Um, I'm going to go with her getting the win here, but I I hope that uh, Serena, Serena, you know, has a good showing as well, because I I do feel like there's been a little bit of sentiment of like her not really being the right person to be in this spot right now. Or, you know, it seems like the online fans haven't been as pumped about her. And once again, I get it because of the way that they built this, but I mean, We've said it a million times. This is a Serena Deep podcast, so uh, we we want to see her show up, show out, but Thunder Rose is getting this w
1: Put a little asterisk on that for me. Serena Deep in ring because the these two in on the mic has just been more awkward than I feel talking to you guys on this mic It's, <laughs> it's been so weird i I don't know why we haven't really gotten matches out of these two. We've gotten more promos out of it. The bill just hasn't really been suiting suiting them to put in being, putting them in a good position to uh, have a great match. Uh, I hope we get a better showing in the ring. Thunder Rosa needs a win. Cause she's, I don't think she's defended the title yet since she got it. Um, so it just kind of seems weird. Let's kind of do some favors for her because she's going to need a, a meaningful run after you had Britt Baker kind of hold the title for so long and be so well with it.
2: Yeah. I, I think did she, she beat uh, Nyla, I think right at, Oh, Clash of Champions or whatever that thing. That's the, the only. Belts. Yeah,
0: there, there was. A, I was going to mention right. that on wrestling Twitter. Someone pointed out that she's had like 40 minutes. Um, Queen of the ring level time in the ring, like just since she's won the title. Like it's been very minimal. I, I believe she has an injury, but at the same point, have Serena deep fuck up her knee. Like it's just simple to do. And then she can cut promos, you know, or she can commentate during the match and whatever the yep. hell she can hang out with Tony that way. Everyone's a winner. Um, I do think Thunder Rose is going to win this match, too. I think this is going to be a show stealer. Um, It may not be match of the night, but this should be a four star match. I mean, I don't like to always predict, Okay, what's going to be a star rating because that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But boy, Serena Deeb, uh, she's our girl and she's going to kick ass and it's going to be a great match. Okay, let's go to the main event now. Holy fucking shit. Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk.
2: I got your match of the night right here, boys. And that's this. I, uh, I've this match. I've gone back and forth five, six, seven times on who I think is going to win this. I've, I've gone back that same amount of times on how many times and who I think is the heel in this, in this, yeah, uh, totally. in this feud. I think, I think it was kind of cemented this past week with the way that uh, hangman cut his promo and everything uh, on the fact that this is a uh, hangman is still the face. Punk is the heel and likely, Oh, it's almost like he's it's almost uh, I, like he's kind of tricking fans into thinking he's the face type of thing like he's purposely just saying the things that he's saying in order to uh, pretend he's he's still a good guy, but he's he's truly not. So I think uh, I'm gonna go with hangman winning this. I don't necessarily think that that hangman leaves this feud with the title still, but I think in in this first match, hangman wins. And then I think at All Out, we see CM Punk as a heel in Chicago with the
1: W. I'm in full agreement on who's the heel and who's the face here. It felt like a, a boomer and a, a millennial or a Gen Xer or Zer talking to each other and just, I don't understand why you're you're, you're so mad. They're so, taking this so personal. CM Punk's kind of very good at that. There's been a lot of articles and things on Twitter popping up lately that just kind of make you speculate on the whole the relationships that he has backstage are they as good as we think they are uh, hangman's taking the win here i think we're still going to see him as champion and hopefully for a little longer but we're definitely getting that heel punk run after this
0: yeah i don't know what to think for this match too um they had a great promo against each other on dynamite on wednesday and I wish that was a promo they did a couple weeks back just to build and reinforce that as the storyline. Um, but I think maybe they paused on that because they want to stretch this out like Alex said and do it at all in or all out, excuse me. Um, so I'm guessing that hang oh, fuck it. I'm going to go with CM Punk winning. I'm just going to say fuck it. CM Punk Ooh. wins and then maybe and then he cuts a, maybe he cuts a promo and it's in Vegas again so he does another pipe bomb. And that's what, that's how they start the new reign, and that's where they go with it. And that's like the big surprise. Um, you can do that or you could have a coin drop in Okada that cuts a promo. There's been a lot of speculation about that as well. And I could totally see whoever wins gets a coin drop.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I Chills. wish you wouldn't have said it because it's one of those ones where now I'm going to be upset if it if it, if the screen cuts to black and uh, and we don't hear that. But um, I think there's the other interesting aspect that I I kind of forgot to bring up right when we started talking about this match, and that's Sean talked about it briefly. This match they said isn't going to start until the NBA game seven uh, playoffs is over. So they're clearly um, they're clearly trying to make sure that everybody can see this. And there's a little bit of me that's like, okay, did they want to make this CM Punk's crowning moment? And that's why they're like holding off on that. Mm-hmm. Um, or or is there is there something that's happening at the end that they want to make sure that people see? Mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of plays into that a little bit. Um, and that also kind of explains why they just all of a sudden were like, oh yeah, Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly are going to be on the card too. So um, it's just an interesting other aspect to it. Uh, especially after we just saw Tony Khan roasting WWE for trying to have a uh, Money in the Bank pay per view in Vegas the same week as Fight Week for the UFC, uh, he's cl- he's clearly trying to play ball with the other competition, whereas WWE just tries to go up against them. Yeah, I was
1: gonna kind of ask you guys what time we've made our predictions of who wins, but let's make a prediction of what time this actually goes on because oh. who knows with some of these games, especially Game Seven, there's going to be a lot of timeouts. This might really drag on. But uh, I'll keep some spare change in my pocket just in case we don't hear that uh, that Okada toy- coin toss. <laughs> but uh, I, that's your lips to God's ears. Hopefully that happens because I need some, some good Okada.
2: There's a chance we don't even get to go to the post after this with how late it's going to be. That's
1: getting scary too. Yeah, We need that, we need that 4 a.m. bar call, not 2 a.m. <laughs>
0: yeah um boy i uh I would get really upset though if they do everyone in new Japan runs in and that's how they do the finish like a
1: brand split yeah and like uh
0: yeah that would be such a fucking cop out and uncreative way to do it mm-hmm. um I think we'll know if that's the case if we see more new Japan wrestlers um, ride in the dick bowl this weekend and we just see some <laughs> pictures like Great O'Connor did and you're like, uh-oh, what's Tanahashi doing? <laughs> uh, that could be the case. I don't know, but um, I there's got to be New Japan involvement major somewhere. Maybe it is the Anarchy in the arena, but I think it could be fucking up this match too. Um, I just hope it is like Hangman is the ace. It's certified. Maybe Hangman turns or it's CM Punk gets his big moment and they kick off a new angle, but that new Japan stuff is really looming. So I don't know where to go with this. Again, I predicted CM Punk just to be different, but I, who the fuck knows, man,
1: with the integrity of new Japan. And especially if it is going to be Okada coming out, I don't see it kind of being a run in situation with this match. If it's going to be him, maybe if it's Jay white,
0: that's, that's more plausible.
1: Jay white. But if it is the Okada coin toss, we hear, (laughs) uh, I don't see it that way, but also, we all just kind of deserve a vacation, like Great O'Con has. Like, just go out and live your best life. Yeah. No, no reservations.
0: <laughs> I he's
1: like the Anthony number one baby of our time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up here. What do you think is going to be match of the night, Alex?
2: Hangman versus CM Punk. I think that this match, which is exciting because it's actually the the main event, the the big title, and I, I can't wait. There's going to be some other ones that might have some crazier moments and everything like that. But I think the storytelling and, and the match itself, that's, that's what I got to go with.
1: Main events, match in the night for sure. It's the main event for a reason. It's been the kind of, I think the best story that we've had going into this. There's some show stealers on the way, but this will, will show out at the end of the end of the night for sure.
0: Could agree more. I think this is going to be um, the match. of The night could be the match of the year. Hangman has been on an incredible run and he's going to do great things with CM Punk as well. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for the show. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and uh, share via your friends on wrestling, Twitter and Reddit. Um, Also, please feel free to subscribe via iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on our gigantic media platform via (laughs) Instagram and Twitter at com, And of course, please visit our website at com. Rick Rude, take us away.
1: Hit the music!